0: Today on Barca Talk, Lionel Messi's hat trick in the Camp Nou kept FC Barcelona at the top of the table and Celta de Vigo in the relegation zone. A charity match with Cartagena while another international break is in session will give the younger players a chance to show Ernesto Valverde what they can do. Welcome to Barca Talk, the audio peña for Barca fans. I'm Brian Henderson, your host in Buffalo, New York. And joining me via satellite from Madrid is Gabriel Quiroga.
1: Brian, Brian, my Barca brother from another mother. How are you doing, buddy? Feeling like a maniac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a Barca maniac. A Barca maniac. Yeah. That's right. I'm, that's a reference to an Apple podcast review we got in the Canada store. The headline read, Brian Henderson is a maniac yeah. called me out by yeah. first and last name. He did. He did. Even though he spelled my first name incredibly wrong.
1: Yeah, but it's a classic review because, you know, we were I think in that episode we were talking about Messi and you kind of just made a a point that maybe he's on the decline. You were just you were just kind of basically just playing devil's advocate about it, you know, and this person left the the review and I. I want to make a t-shirt of it because I just think it's fantastic, right? And every time we <laughs> every time we look at the reviews and stuff, I always scroll down to that because it just makes me chuckle every time because it's just <laughs> it's just like he, he called you up. <laughs> Brian Henderson is a maniac. <laughs> yeah.
0: And if you, if you read the review, it's um it makes a lot of great points. It does. It does. Yeah, a lot of great points. Check it out. But you know, I've been I've been watching La Liga this weekend. Again, this this league just continues to surprise and baffle Like Real Sociedad, they've been one of the more exciting teams to watch this season, but On Saturday, last place Leganes came to the Anueta, Sociedad's home ground, pulled out a 1-1 draw. Did you catch any of this? I did. You know, it's funny because
1: um, in my new job, I have to do these like uh, social English speaking events basically and the game was in the background and so I caught about a good 30 to 40 minutes of it and I was talking to one of my – the people that were there at this event and I just kind of was making a note. I was like, man, you know, I thought Real Sociedad plays better. And just like you said, I mean, the La Liga right now has become a real league of parity this season. I mean, including Madrid and Barcelona. And that's what's been really baffling because, you know, Real Sociedad had a really good run lately. And then they tie and which on paper you would think
0: that Sociedad would have got those three points. There is a lot of parity. And honestly, like Granada still in the running. Osasuna not looking too bad. These teams were just promoted this year, given the way that the year has been going, I'd say there's still a chance that Granada could win the championship somehow. For
1: sure. I mean, if you're a fan of any of these teams, you're, you're loving it, you know, because this is kind of the hopeful season. You know, it's almost like the Leicester City saga, you know, or fairy tale that could happen to your club. And so, you know, this is one of the things that La Liga has been missing, obviously, in the last, I would say, 15, 20 years is the parody aspect of it. That's why I think the English Premier League uh gets a lot of popularity because any Sunday teams can win and lose. Personally, I like it because it kind of gives a little bit more up and down. I just wish our team was playing more consistent. But just like you said, Granada is still in the thick of it. Osasuna is still in the thick of it. And we're, you know, we're entering November, you know, and that's kind of never heard of in the last five seasons.
0: Yeah, we're one-third of the way through the league. You know, that's not nothing. But I'll tell you who's not looking so good. Right. Celta de Vigo. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're
1: not looking too good. And again, we talked about this in the scouting report. We definitely thought that they were going to have a better showing just because of the upgrade in midfield and their attacking force. But, man, they there's something missing, and I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm not glad that they couldn't find it at the Camp no this past weekend, obviously. But, you know, again— that team, I thought for sure, was going to be a better running for maybe the Europa League position rather than Osasuna or Granada, for example.
0: Right. Well, you know, they had a big turnover last week because they had such poor results and such a bad start. They fired the manager, Fran Escriba, and then they instated Oscar Garcia just last week. So we got, I think, the better part of, the better end of that deal in the game. I think it helped. Being at home helped. Sure. Um, just some good things falling our way, two incredible free kicks from Messi. Certainly helped. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know? For sure. Yeah. But you know, they they they've got their own drama. So now they're in a position where they can't be thinking about Europa League. They can't be thinking about that. They just need to focus on climbing up the table. Now they have a new manager. Hopefully he can turn things around and maybe just get them out out of relegation, maybe get them mid-table or something and and look ahead to next year, really, as far as greater aspirations go.
1: For sure. I mean, if you're a fan of a team that is in the relegation zone more times than not, that's got to be super stressful, you know, because, you know, for us as Barca fans, we haven't really had to deal with that. You know, we're you know we're just talking about Champions League and this type of thing. We don't really have a doubt if we're going to be in La Liga next year. But, man, if your team is, like, constantly struggling, you know, maybe – not winning four matches and they're in the rele- relegation zone. Not only is it just bad morale, but also it's just, you know, you're going to get relegated essentially, which is huge, you know, and that's a different type of stress and I'm I don't know if I can deal with that because if I was a fan of for example like Granada before or something like this and a team got relegated, that's really difficult, but that's really shows the loyalty of the fans as well, you know, to stick it through. So, I have to
0: give them credit for that. Well, also, I mean, if you're a fan of Granada, if you live in Granada, yeah. Who are you going to root for? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, every Spaniard I've ever talked to who's from maybe a smaller part of the country, smaller city or uh-huh. something like that, they have their local club. Of course. But then they follow one of the big clubs of course. too. Yeah, to have. A little but bit their heart of- is more with their local club. Of course, of course. They follow the big club to have a little bit of success with
1: that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're just a couple of giddies. You know what a giddy is, Brian? No. A giddy is here, what they say in Spain is like the international traveler. It's usually referred to the Germans with their sandals and socks. Usually, that's usually what it's referred to. But Giri is usually referred to just international people of Spain, right? So we're just a couple of Giri's that follow Barca. You know, fortunately, we don't have to go through that relegation stress. But again, like you said, uh, most Spanish people have their local team and then they follow either Barca or
0: Madrid for the kind of big club success. Now, here's a fun stat for you that came out of this weekend. So uh, Karim Benzema is now the top scorer in La Liga. He's got nine goals. He scored two in their 4-0 defeat of Eibar. Right behind him, there's Gerard Moreno of Villarreal and our man, Messi, each of them with eight goals. But here's the difference. Benz has played 944 minutes. Moreno has played 1,060. And Messi, 541. That's just in La Liga. So if you... statisticize that <laughs> into sort of like a scoring pace. Messi is way outpacing both of them as far as minutes per goal. It's taking Messi only sixty-eight minutes to score each goal. Meanwhile, it's taking Benz a uh, hundred five, and Moreno is in the back of the pack with one hundred thirty-three. Yeah, I mean, so at this pace, if he, you know, if he stays fit and he continues to play and he keeps scoring at that, at roughly that pace, he's going to win another Pachichi.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, for me, the most impressive thing is his free kick taking because those are just gimmies. You know, they're becoming almost like free throws for him. And, you know, we had this in our Patreon community. One of our listeners called me out about Jujino, right? And I, he's a great free kick taker. But, man, you're talking about Jujino's total career goals, and Messi's climbing up that. Just in the last two weeks, he's already scored three direct free kicks the ability not only to score in the run of play, but the extra additive that he has with the, with the free kicks is he's going to win the Pachichi most likely.
0: Usually a, a free kick taker who you expect to score a lot on free kicks, that's usually a very specialty kind of thing. For sure. It, that player is not necessarily the one who's also an incredible playmaker and an incredible scorer in the run of play, an incredible dribbler and everything else that Messi can do and pull your eyes out of their sockets. (laughs) For sure. I mean,
1: usually, usually it's the midfielder, a midfielder that takes those, you know. And so obviously a midfielder just doesn't have the high goal output, you know, that a forward would do. But again, Messi... Again, we saw in the Celta match his two free kicks and the week before he had another free kick. Again, it's the consistency that he's doing it. And especially at that angle, it's expected now and it's crazy. The goalkeeper knows he's going to go there and he still is able to deliver. So for me, Brian, that's just an incredible, uh, trait that he's just developed in the last four years. It's crazy. But now, like I, like I think a great analogy of it is it's a free throw. You know, basically it's, it's an, there's nobody coming at him. He knows the distance. He practices it all the time. And, you know, he's he's scoring at a, an impressive rate. For me, again, I'm just in awe of this is free kick taking now in the last five years.
0: Yeah, I know we were mentioning just a minute ago about some Apple Podcasts reviews, and I want to share another one with you from Canada. So, again, balancing out the Brian Henderson is a maniac one-star review yeah. with a five-star A-plus for Barca Talk review. This came from Overlooking Atlantic in the Canada Apple Podcast Store. It's a bit of a long one, so just bear with me. Barca Talk is a great way to stay up to speed on everything FCB. Hosts Brian and Gabriel do an excellent job of providing rational perspectives of matches, players, rumors, and fanfare. They define FC Barcelona by respecting the club's rich history, promoting products of La Masia, and reinforcing the spirit of club and sport. Want an enjoyable way to stay sharp on FCB news and analysis? Look no further. I look forward to every episode. I swear I do not know who wrote this. (laughs) We did not pay them to write this, but this is one of the more coherent reviews we've ever gotten. Yeah, for sure. With complete sentences Mm -hmm. and a whole thought. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really wonderful. Thank you so much, Overlooking Atlantic, for that review. Couldn't have asked for a better one. For the rest of you, keep those reviews coming in. Next up, Messi gets a hat trick and Busquets scores his first goal in over two years to stay on top and keep Celta de Vigo on bottom of La Liga. So we mentioned in the last episode where we covered the scoreless draw with Slavia that Celta de Vigo haven't been performing nearly as well as we thought they might this season. And just last week, as we mentioned at the top of the show, they fired their manager, Fran Escriba, replacing him with Oscar Garcia. They came to the Camp Nou and Barcel went away with three points in this 4-1 win. Now, before the start of the game, all of the discussion on our coverage here in the U.S. was about the hot water the Valverde was in after the loss to Levante and the draw with Savia. Commentators here were suggesting that he might actually get the sack if he didn't win this game. And I'm just as fed up with Valverde as you are, and I hope that, if nothing else, he doesn't get a contract extension next year. But uh, also, I don't want to be the kind of fan that roots for his team to lose just so that Valverde can get fired. I mean, that's like, that's like if your best friend is dating someone who you know is crazy and you want them to break up, but you don't want to actively wish for your friend to go through the drama of like having their tires slashed. So Valverde has now saved himself for the time being with this win. So where are you at on this question? I'm on the opposite end. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're hoping for the tires to get slashed.
1: I love drama for your mama, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, you put an interesting point. I mean, the thing is, yes, obviously I don't want to lose, but I just don't know any other way that Valverde is going to leave. And it's funny because, you know, you were talking about the perspective from the United States about that he might actually get the sack this weekend or this week and so forth. The complete opposite here in Spain, my friend. Uh, mm. especially after Valverde gave the two days off, you know, since Barcelona played on Tuesday and there was such a distance between the Saturday game, Madrid performed well in their Champions League, so there was a lot more about Real Madrid rather than Barcelona in the media for here. And as I mentioned before we recorded, you know, Bartomeu had lunch with with Valverde, and he basically told Valverde that everything is fine and that he shouldn't worry. And again, this is just another idea of the bubble that they continue to live in. So I personally think that nothing is going to happen until either something super drastic happens, like either they lose five games in a uh, a row, they don't make it out of champions group stage. I think those are the two things that will lead to a sack. But other than that, he's going to stay for the rest of the season. So any rumor you hear is just rumors because Bartomeu still is confident with Valverde. And
0: that's basically the most important thing for Valverde. Yeah, well, let's get into talking about this match. The main headline out of this game, though, was a hat trick from Messi that put any discussion of Valverde, for example, in the shadows again. Messi gets a hat trick from three dead ball situations. First, the penalty in the 21st minute, then the two free kick goals that were almost identical, and both exquisite delicacies on par with the finest patisserie in Paris. (laughs) So I coined the term dead hat trick to describe this. The club called it a set piece hat trick. I like mine better. I think it makes a better hashtag hashtag dead hat trick for sure i, li- I like your hashtag better too
1: yeah so, yeah yeah it's just it's more <laughs> appealing dead hat trick again uh for example when i was watching the match i thought it was a replay
0: yeah <laughs> if you weren't paying close enough attention you would thought oh they're just playing a replay of that first goal
1: yeah and it's funny because i had the barca match and i was watching also the lsu alabama match or a football game so i had both of those on and and uh watching that my friend was like, oh. There's another goal. And I'm like, no, that's a replay. And he's like, no, no, no. It's a new goal. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. So Messi's two free kicks were basically identical. On the right side, just curled it over. And for me, Brian, those free kicks are just – Perfect for, for Messi because the distance is such a perfect distance that the wall is not close enough to the ball. So he doesn't have to worry about getting it over the wall because it's naturally going to be that. And then the goalkeeper can't see it. But man, just the, the angle, the, the accuracy, the speed on it is just so impressive. And to me, he just keeps climbing the chart. He will become the greatest free kick taker. Mark my words because he'll just continue to score these goals and you cannot argue the total amount of free kick goals he will have at the end of his career and he'll supersede anyone else below him he's gonna he may even approach 80 which is insane you know this is this is the type of because especially when he's slowing down and there's a dead ball he's going to be asked to take the free kick and like I said those are going to be free free throws for him and so again really great hat trick but again like you said this hides the fact of Valverde he's able to get the points the win it's good enough for this day and everyone is just going to talk about Messi's hat trick and not about the still problems that we have defensively and the still problems that we have players playing out of position under Valverde.
0: Right. That'll come up later on in the season. For sure. When it starts yeah. to cause more problems. Yeah. Because eventually he won't have that cover. Again, it's it's the idea of in La Liga,
1: we are going to win the majority of games just based on our talent. It doesn't matter what our tactics are, how fresh we are. It's just a matter of, you know, the game the situation and a plan at the camp. know is always going to help us. And again, this was just another match where we were able to find a Celta team that was not playing at the best level, obviously, but also getting an early lead. You know, that's really key for us. If we can get an early goal, then also that gives us a little bit more confidence that we are able to continue to ride right through. But again, Brian, I mean, how many times did we have a couple? troubles getting out of that press you know how many times did we really have clear possession going straight through and again the link up of Griezmann and Messi is still troublesome and so there are still a lot of issues but again good to get the three points stay on track with Madrid and La Liga table we'll we'll see what happens with this international break because now we're just going to have rumors and rumors about new coaches that could potentially come to Barca
0: right (laughs) well after Messi put Barcelona ahead with that penalty kick in the 21st minute to get that early goal Celta equalized in the 42nd on a free kick. It was a very dead ball goal scoring game, except with the exception of Busquets, all of the goals were scored on set pieces. Um, But it was a cheeky play, too, because Aspas was all lined up for it. He even started to trot towards the ball. Then Olasa steps in to take, beats the wall and beats Ter Stegen. It was a very good take, a nice little play from Celta. The main thing that I was watching, though, is how Barcelona responded afterwards, because you know, we saw against Levante, for example, they were on the road. There was no real response after they got scored on by Levante. At least in this case, they came back from that. Granted, they're at home, so they're a little more fired up. They're a little more eager to please the, the crowd. And just a few minutes later, Messi scores on his first free kick. So,
1: in fact, Messi was called for the foul that led to that Celta goal. And that's a good point, Brian. You brought up about how they were going to react. But I think this was a little bit different in, according to the Levante game because – Levante scored their goals in a run play, you know, and it was more about our lack of defending and their counter and they were able to get through, whereas this was a dead ball and it didn't seem as devastating, you know, to the team because I feel, you know, they're just like, okay, it was a free kick. It, it happens and they these moved, things happen. Yeah. Exactly. And they moved on. And so they didn't have that devastating feeling unlike the Levante game where they kind of were like a deer in the headlights type of look where it was one goal, two goal, three goals and all in the run of play. So uh, they did, you know, which is good. They did react and they kept their poise and they were able to score on that next dead ball from Messi.
0: Yeah. Now, another thing is that moving forward with Nelson Samedo now out of action with a calf injury. Yes, Sergio Roberto can cover right back, of course. But after the performance we saw from him with Arthur and De Jong, it is so obvious to me that it's better to have Sergi in the midfield. Therefore, Musa Wage has to get minutes now. I mean, either way, right? He needs to at least be on the bench, even if Valverde wants to start Sergi at right back with Semedo out, right? Wage has to be at least on the bench now.
1: I mean, I definitely think he might get on the bench, you know? Uh, (laughs) Because, again, Valverde just doesn't like him, you know? He doesn't have faith in him. But obviously with the injury situation, it's critical now with Alba and Semedo both being out. Uh, who knows um what's going to happen with Alba. Maybe he gets some miracle cure in the next two weeks with international break. But you never know. At least Junior Furpo got the start. You know, that was huge. You know, we didn't talk about that as much, but he did get the start. And, you know, like I said, I would rather have Semedo in right back if he's healthy. But obviously Sergio Roberto is going to be plugged in there from now on until we get everything healthy and back. I think it's OK going forward for the next couple of games to have Junior Furpo at left back and Sergio Roberto at right back, I think it's solid enough. But going forward, you know, uh, Samedo is still really important. I know you've been campaigning for Wage to be get some playing time, but I still think it's uh, falling on deaf ears. Well,
0: clearly. <laughs> I mean, even you don't seem to be on board with me.
1: It's just not his moment right now. I think if, if Sergio Roberto was tired or was maybe, you know, has a nagging injury of some sort, then maybe I would be more, uh open to have him I just still think he's too young to be to put out there into that fire I think more about it's just like if it was an emergency situation but I would definitely have him on the bench because you need to
0: have that backup yeah well I mean next game the next time that we have a competitive game is going to be in Madrid against Leganes last place Leganes I think I feel like that would be a perfectly acceptable time to put Wage in even if you don't start him just at least have him on the bench see if the opportunity arises But again, Brian, it's on the road. You
1: know, maybe four years ago, I would say, yes, I would put Wage in there. But now with our road performance woes, you just never know what we're going to get. You never know if Wage is just going to just be nervous and give up three goals. And then all of a sudden Valverde will just shut him to the bench and never have him play again. And I don't want that to happen. And so, you know, again, if the team was more consistent on the road, then I would say give him a shot. But with Sergio Roberto being healthy enough, he's just going to get the start at right back for sure
0: yeah okay fair enough yeah
1: yeah sorry fine I know sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I want to end on a feel-good story because Busquets scored the fourth goal in this match and it's the it was the only goal in the game as I mentioned that actually came from the run of play it was his 14th 14th career goal at Barca we were talking about uh, pace <laughs> yeah. earlier. He's averaging three thousand ninety minutes per goal at this point. Yeah, it's it's quite a snail's pace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was a good take. It was you know, a the good ball, take. The ball just sort of—he uh, got lucky. It bounced to him. He was out just outside the box totally unmarked he knew he had it i mean i'm surprised he didn't pass it well that's why he's only scored 14 career goals because he always looks for the pass for
1: sure and you know he he was a little greedy there which was good to get some of the he showed the chops you know that he can shoot the ball you know and he had a really nice take and he got the goal so i was happy for him but like you said that 3090 minutes per goal average it's
0: crazy you know (laughs) i mean how many when was the last time he scored uh, it was October 1st, 2017, against Las Palmas in that empty stadium match when there yeah. was all the protesting in Barcelona, that weird game. That was the last time he scored. It was on a corner kick. Messi put it in.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because I, I feel like Busquets' Busquets's goals have always either been on like scrum plays, you know, where it's just like people just going at it together, and all of a sudden he just sticks his foot in and gets the goal, or something like this where it was kind of like a deflection type of – uh, play that happens and he just happened to be there but for me the most important thing was to get the three points again we still have a lot of issues but I'm pleased to see tour getting more playing time and getting back into the starting lineup
0: yeah it was really nice to see him back again and he played the full 90 now next another installment of the UEFA Euro qualifiers will interrupt club action this week and Barcelona has taken that opportunity to play a charity match in Cartagena So with that international break, halting club play, some form, we're not quite sure who, but some form of Barca squad will travel south to play a charity match with FC Cartagena to raise aid money for the victims of the serious flooding that hit the Murcia region back in September. The game will be on Wednesday, kickoff at 7 p.m. Spain time. Not quite sure what the televising opportunities might be. Here in the U.S., I'm sure in Spain, it'll be somewhere. It might be on Barca's YouTube channel live. But in any case, uh, I think it's really cool that they took that opportunity to to do a, like a fundraising match for that, because that was a big deal. All of that rain, the torrential storming flooded entire regions down there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and in this area, the stadiums were flooded you know, and just basically wrecked essentially. So they were without football for a couple of weeks until they could clean it up and get things resumed. Here in Madrid, we weren't uh, touched by those rains as much, but definitely in the south, they got hit hard, uh, especially Murcia here. So you know, we chastise the club for the things they do with Valverde and stuff. The other side that they do well is the the part with charity and so forth. So this is another way to sow sort of solidarity for another club. And to really uh, hope to raise some money to get that stadium fixed and back to w- how it was before uh, these torrential rains hit them.
0: Yeah, and you know, no matter how how well or not well any one of the teams is playing, and if there's you know issues or complaints about a manager or something like that, one thing that the club is consistently good at it's it's at being more than a club it's always good at being more than a club sometimes it's not so great at being a club (laughs) but but it's always good at being more than a club
1: for sure i mean we remember the um with the team that from brazil i think it was that had the airplane crash right they brought them there and they they you know showcased them so yeah they're always doing these things with in solidarity with other teams which i think is great to use their profile for charitable funds. So again, it'll definitely have a good turnout because especially some of the FCB players are going to be in this charity match. I don't know which one's which, but at least, uh, you know, some some starters will be there to help uh, raise some funds and get Cartagena back, into, uh, back on their feet.
0: Yeah. I mean, because the South American nations, they are playing friendlies like Uruguay, Argentina, Brazil. They're all playing friendlies um, with Hungary as well in the Middle East during this break. Meanwhile, UEFA, you know, Euro qualifying is happening. Uh, the Spanish squad has not been calling up many Barca players. The last time it was just Busquets; he was the only Barca player that had been called up to Spain. But you know, Umtiti, Griezmann, these are, these guys are going to get called up to France probably. But since the South American nations are only playing friendlies, there's a good chance that maybe Messi won't get called up to Argentina for that. And he'll be available for this charity match, which would be huge for ticket sales, I imagine. I mean, I could definitely see, like,
1: for example, Sergio Roberto,
0: uh, maybe your boy Wage. (laughs) Well, no, because the Africa Cup of Nations will be happening at the same time as well. And he's probably almost certainly going to get called up to Senegal.
1: Okay, interesting, interesting. So, yeah, so it'll definitely be a, a smaller pool of players. But going back to this idea, it's still crazy to me because when I saw the Spain roster, I, at first, when I took the first glance, I was like, wow, there's no FC Barcelona player on the Spain national team. But then, obviously, when I examined a little bit closer, Busquets was on the team. But still, it's crazy that, you know, before how many we've had on the Spanish national team now to one Busquets,
0: and he probably doesn't even start. He might. I mean, it would depend on uh, Moreno's decisions.
1: Yeah. I, did you see that? Did you see him? Uh, the the unveiling of the players? No. <laughs> oh, my God. They have so much time. Right. Because in between games and so forth, they have months. Right. So basically they did this uh, this video where uh, the coach is walking around Madrid and like all the the different, um, you know, like the museums and stuff talking about football. And he basically has a picture of each player when they were a kid and he like calls them up and they get called up in the thing I mean the production value is amazing but again wow. when you're the Spanish national coach or any national coach you got so much time on your hand you can spend three days doing YouTube uh, <laughs> <laughs> lineup call-ups you know so you should definitely check it out it's pretty funny it's like very romantic, and the idea of like you know football with the history, and then calling these players up, and with the music, it
0: sways and all the stuff. So it's pretty funny. I, I did see a video thumbnail, and it was clearly him walking down one of the hallways at the Prado. I, yes, I recognized yes, it. Yes, yes, I just didn't actually watch the video. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. I mean, it's just so just you know, over oh the my top. god, <laughs> yeah,
1: over the top, and it's it's but it's amazing because if you're you know if you're a fan of the team, it gets you going. You know, it gets you going sure, for sure. Sure. But, Roberto just, Moreno
0: getting on the phone saying, "Get me better not." Yeah, yeah.
1: Or my YouTube video where I can do this whole
0: song and dance about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah. here here's a bit of trivia actually about okay. this this charity match. So they're playing in Cartagena and it's going to be in an eerily familiar venue because Cartagena Stadium <laughs> I'm going to try for this, the Cartagena Hon- Honova. Very good. Thank you. Is an exact replica of Barcelona's mini estadi the one that the Johan Cruyff stadium has replaced oh. exact replica interesting so they'll feel yeah. right they'll feel right at home playing there that's pretty cool yeah they'll they'll feel like they're on a break
1: <laughs> they'll feel like they're at a training session over there in Barcelona
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a back good tidbit. In the B squad.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, tidbit there, Brian.
0: All right. Well, Barcelona's next competitive match will be against Leganés in Madrid on the 23rd of November. We'll be back the Friday beforehand to scout Leganés. Barça Talk is a production of Sounded Media, written by Gabriel Quiroga and Brian Henderson, produced by Brian Henderson. Social media and promotion by Two Go. Until next time, Visca Barça.